doing what we binge in the shadows. I'm pretty Ooh. proud of that. <laughs> I applaud so you from here. Thank you. So we're continuing our uh, semi-successful Taika month extravaganza. Yep. We, do, we, 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 talk... we took a week off for um, Malignant because... Uh, I mean, we awesome. took a week off of doing Taika Week so we could do a Taika Month, so we could do Malignant because Malignant was cool. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, James Wan, Taika Waititi, they're both from Down Under. So, you know. Uh, Down Under. <laughs> Down Under. So this week we're talking about the vampire mockumentary uh, that probably was my first introduction to uh, Taika Waititi and, and Jermaine Clement. Uh, Wait, what we do German in the shadows, or is it Jermaine? It's, Jem- it's Jermaine. If you if you have the accent, it's Jermaine Clement, and, and it's literally uh, spelled Jermaine. <laughs> it's it, it has an R, so J E R Maine. Wait, really? Jermaine. So it's like Jermaine. I think it. I think. Oh no! No, there's no R. Am I wrong? Okay, I'm wrong. It's so it's Jermaine. Jermaine. <laughs> it's Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi, uh, both. Uh, produced a short film which turned into this movie which is now a a tv show on fx or if you're like us fx on hulu Mm -hmm. uh, fx on hulu with some other actors fx on hulu is the thing that i'm like i feel like that's what i'm not gonna say saving hulu because there's a lot of stuff i end up watching on hulu when the time's right but it's like yeah, it's kind of the thing holding. It's the compelling up content. It's the compelling yeah, it's the compelling thing. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they started doing more. Uh, they they start like they just released new like Hulu originals. Yeah. I think since Disney acquired Hulu, right? Uh, like in the last month or so, but like I think the only new stuff that was coming out that was pretty compelling entertainment was like all the FX stuff. You know, like uh, what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Reservation Dogs, which is also a Taika Waititi thing, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and a bunch of other FX TV shows that I will not name because I can't remember them. And uh, Dave, <laughs> Dave <laughs> that's the only that's the one I'm watching now. Because he is Dave, he is Dave. Yeah, I am Dave. Uh, but uh, so the whole premise of the uh, movie slash short film slash TV show now is these TV sh- is bleh, these uh, vampires. Uh, live boring lives just like us and they're immortal so I guess it makes it even worse I don't know like a life <laughs> like an eternity of boredom mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that's that's a good way to describe it it's not like it's how this <laughs> like basically what the whole premise of this franchise is like yeah it's like they live normal lives yeah they're 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 not like uh I mean one of the vampires does have like an epic three-way or four-way with some vampire ladies yeah. at the beginning of the movie but apart from that it seems like a very run-of-the-mill normal lifestyle except for the uh uh feeding and killing of innocent people for their yeah. <laughs> blood and stuff like that but it's pretty funny how like i guess it's i'm not sure if it's like a sense of humor from new zealand but sort of like treating the fact that they're vampires like as like a matter of fact yeah. it's like oh well oh yeah i'm a vampire yeah okay yeah good day you know yeah. how are you oh it's all good you know it's it's downplaying that vampireness. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what i like that they're doing in the show now 
Because, like, I'm not going to act like I've, like, seen every single episode or whatever. But from what I've seen, it's, like, it, it's kind of, like, there. there's a, it's, like, the challenge of this franchise has always been how do we up the stakes but maintain that, like, office, mm-hmm. like, everyday whole home kind of thing. It's, like, how do we keep that tone and keep that the center point while knowing we have to up the stakes for the sake of it, you know, being a TV show or being a yep. long-lasting franchise? And so, like, the beginning of uh, this current season, uh, season three, it starts off with, like, looking back on Guillermo when he was, like, killing everybody in a convention center. And the whole yeah. five minutes. All the vampires. <laughs> the, <laughs> the first five minutes were, were just the vampires sitting there like, yeah, so that was ours. He did that. Yeah. <laughs> that was so, the, the star guy. No, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like Nadia's like, no, he is your familia. No, he's our familia. And then that Nandor is kind of like downplaying his responsibility. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the it's, whole thing. I feel like Arrested Development and um, The Office are basically like the centerpieces for like comedy now. It's like mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to if you want to do something outlandish but ground it, then you kind of do it in that style, you know. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, it's almost it's very down, like it's it's not it's not exuberant, right? It's it's always very understated, and it's it's sort of like people saying things softly that are funny uh because they're so absurd yeah. and it's it's uh, you know like guillermo is is supposed to be a descendant of van helsing and uh, then he turns out to be yeah so so he's a vampire killer yeah and <laughs> it's just like it's just like i didn't expect how like flamboyantly he kills all the vampires like he does like a whole twirl with like yeah. holy water and he just like sprays people yeah was, just, like, was that intended like, to be oh. kind of a callback to uh the movie do you think when um... the van helsing movie or the you can't get that out of my head now we're gonna do jackman coming out of nowhere but yeah, yeah no, Jackman, the... Richard Roxburgh, uh, who wasn't a great Dracula after him. <laughs> I like the actor, but I don't like his Dracula. Apparently, <laughs> he had what the movie, what, what movie did the, he? The guy. Jackman? Okay. Oh, in this Dracula, uh, oh, in Van Helsing. Like the Van Helsing, Hugh Jackman Dracula. Like he plays Van Helsing. Yeah. There's a Dracula at like an Australian actor. I think his name is Richard Roxburgh, who stars in this TV Australian TV show called Rake. That uh... is really cool. That's on Netflix, and you guys should watch it. I really enjoyed it. And he, for his portrayal of Dracula, he got the Razzie for worst accent, I think, or (laughs) some Razzie-like award for his bad accent. But it's it's uh, I digress. We're talking about what what we do in the shadows. I was going to say what we binge in the shadows, but uh, it's like (laughs) what we do in the shadows. Like the the, it's just like it's a really cool concept, I think, and they just managed to keep it alive with all the different iterations and different ways they can play with that yeah and i like mean with what the, what yeah no no because like with the um with the movie like i was surprised that um because we talked about this last week that currently the only place you can find the original is canopy and because it's a mm-hmm. service that's provided by libraries you know people are gonna view this movie in almost like an academic mindset mm-hmm. like an indie movie but it's like it, it doesn't feel like it's meant to be that like it was low budget yeah the first movie but it was the original movie but it felt very much like it fit along with like other kind of ho-hum slice of life 
but slapsticky mm-hmm. kinds of like stuff. Like you could watch this and Nacho Libre back to back and have a good day. And like it won't <laughs> fuck up the flow of your movies, you know? <laughs> yeah. Go from holy luchador to unholy vampires but but it's it's uh, back to back double feature back to back but it's like i think what's interesting about the tv show is that in they kind of introduced the idea of like energy vampires which i think was really oh, I, funny <laughs> i actually forgot about that until like the caption in the the first episode of season three yeah, colin, like colin robinson energy vampire his <laughs> is his name colin robinson or something like uh, something like that and like he is the office worker who just bores you yeah and sucks your energy is like hey what do you <laughs> think about those model airplanes and uh, <laughs> just like i just love the face that that guy does when he sucks energy is like his eyes go white and he goes like ah you know like, <laughs> i love that he's <laughs> literally an energy vampire because when i first yeah, saw him refer to that i thought it was a joke until that uh, <laughs> he actually sucks the ah like the energy like he he can even suck the energy out of other more like normal vampires i guess yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> the vampires that suck blood but it's it's just like uh, i think it's 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 uh like half of the movie like most of the movie from what i heard was like they planned the story like the beats mm-hmm. but every scene they would just tell the actors like this is what we want to have like this is what's going to happen uh go like they didn't have a straight script it was sort of like a, a lot of improvisation and they just knew what the starting point and the end point of each scene was and they just told like oh so like by the end of the scene we have to be here and this is where we start and then like just go for it and uh like i don't know i always remember the scene where the rebel vampire like the guy used to be a nazi vampire yeah. uh he talks about spit paschetti <laughs> and then like he says like it's like your spaghetti your paschetti are worms and then he goes like oh there are worms on my plate and it's just like i love how like the whole movie they're so actively dumb. trying to sound scary like you, you kind of know yeah. that they're trying <laughs> but it's so it's so dumb i mean it's funny because it's dumb in a way because it, it's smart it's like it's smart but the actors like the characters are dumb but the yeah. people making it are really smart yeah <laughs> and it's it's sort of like i don't know it's like uh the story of that guy when he became a vampire i was like well i was selling my wares and then i saw this castle that was big and creepy and i thought very very weird and creepy and <laughs> and that's when this vampire came out and told me to suck his blood and i did and it was the foulest thing and now we're best friends and that was peter you know <laughs> When when Peter so... jumped out at a what's the name of the guy that becomes a vampire? Uh, I can't remember. I was thinking Gabriel, uh, but that's malignant still. That's but... <laughs> malignant. Do, do you mean like Taiko Waititi's character? Oh uh, no, guy? the the one that like when uh, the vampires were serving Paschetti and Paschetti, yeah, that guy. I can't one, remember. And it was like the last guy that was running away and got caught by Peter. And Peter, that that part actually kind of like scared me a little bit. I was like, oh, because I actually forgot he was around. And then the yeah. rest of the movie is just like, hmm. so it's like- thing is like, yeah, Peter is the only scary character in the whole movie. It's just, yeah. uh, I think while well, he was there to kind of like ground it, I guess a little bit, it's just, you know, remember these are vampires and when they get super, super old, they get like craggy and weird and, and horrifying like Peter. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, uh, wait, let, let me, let me find the name of the character 
who uh the, the like the guy who sells his wares yeah. and i don't know like i kind of had a flashback to jojo rabbit uh when they talk about uh that guy uh who was bitten by peter but he was actually uh like he acts as if like he's so old that he doesn't mm-hmm. know what really matters in history mm-hmm. so he's like Ah, uh, well, I don't know if you know, like, I'm not sure if you know, but the Nazis lost the Second World War, you know, like, he's so old that he doesn't know what, like, beats in history stand yeah. out, yeah. or, like, what really matters, because the guy, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, he used to be a Nazi or something, and then, well, when they lost, he was like, uh, oh, well, it wasn't a good idea, like, it wasn't a good time to be a Nazi, which is kind of like <laughs> a same, a similar line that they come out with and Jojo Rabbit, like with the little kid with the glasses, like, oh, it's definitely not a good time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just like revisiting that I thought I thought was like I th- I I'm mm, I'm not sure if they're repeating jokes throughout like the different franchises that Taika Waititi works on, but it seems like they kind of play kind of with like a, similar gags. It's kind of like a similar tone. And like most artists, yeah. Taika Waititi is gonna have to work on kind of like um I guess like expanding his style a little bit. He was supposed to for um, Akira, like he yeah. was in the running, and there was like a video online of um, I, I think it was the company was Conbini or something where like mm-hmm. you take famous people and put them in a video store and see what they pick out. And he picked up Akira, and he was like, mm-hmm. "Aw," <laughs> like like he said, oh, "Maybe next time." So I, I think <laughs> Taika Waititi, I, I, I hope Love and Thunder helps. But yeah, I think he's like actively trying to expand mm-hmm. his style. But yeah, it's like, it's, it's kind of yeah. like his, what his jokes, I, I don't know if it's like repeating or if it's like are we saying that he's beats. Are we saying that he's a hack? <laughs> are we? Is that a controversial opinion? No. no. Thing is like, I think whatever let, let's see what he does with love and thunder but i think peak ytd for me was ragnarok and mm-hmm. jojo rabbit yeah and i think jojo rabbit was him like taking a real risk because like who wants to make a movie about hitler as an imaginary friend yeah um you know but like i think he's you know i think he's used to handling weird you know plots or like just like strange you know after what we do in the shadows you can you can tell that he's comfortable with playing kind of strange stories yeah or like not stories that people don't usually or that other filmmakers won't usually explore unless they're like horror filmmakers or something like that at the same time like messed up as it sounds kind of like the world war ii and the holocaust and stuff it tends to be consistent subjects for like oscar movies Mm-hmm. It tends to be so. Um, I don't think Taika, Taika chose Jojo Rabbit for that specific reason, but I do think it like kind of put him in the running. Just the subject matter yeah. is the subject like, matter uh, is like something. I don't, I don't know if it put him in the. I, I don't know. Well, I think he but, won. He won an Oscar for writing. I think right for for Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, uh, but best adapted uh, screenplay. Yeah, best adapted screenplay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's sort of like, I think for like what we do in the shadows, like they had a killer premise Mm -hmm. and just played every single and still are with the TV show. Like they're just playing every single iteration of that premise. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm wondering what he's going to do after Thor: Love and Thunder. I like. I think they're still filming, right? I would like to see, and I hope it doesn't like pull away from it. Like the same way um, Quentin Tarantino talked about revisiting Reservoir Dogs with like all the experience and connections and stuff he has now. What if they did something like that with Taika one day? But what we do in the shadows? Because I'm seeing the the stakes get upped in the TV show, which is in the same universe as the movie. Yeah. And I'm just kind of wondering now, like, I feel like it would fit. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I feel like if they went back to Taika and the um, Jermaine Clement and the other characters from the first one, they revisited that. But with everything that um, Taika Waititi has on hand now, it could be a great yeah. movie. Or it could be shit the same way that Paranormal Activity, that franchise thought it was a good idea. Whoever was running it thought it was a good idea to like just keep adding more special effects and making it more action driven, even though it's a found footage franchise. <laughs> so it's a, it could go either way, but Taika Waititi is somebody I would love to see continue to do like big budget stuff just because I like how he contradicts it with his whole hum style you know yeah yeah what's well, like a taiko itd movie has always has someone with daddy issues um a montage of the character like dressing up near the beginning of the movie yeah or like gearing up would be more accurate i guess mm-hmm. and like a mix of slapstick and kind of like you know smart comedy i would say like wordplay and stuff like that but it's it's uh it's not like wordplay i think that there are a lot of moments where they just talk about uh, i mean what we do in the shadows like vladislav makes this joke is like well i was turned into a vampire at 16 and then the guy obviously looks like he's 30 or 40 yeah, yeah. well you know being 16 but life was much harder back then you know <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's like playing with premises a lot and and just like yeah i don't think it's like every taika waititi movie that i've seen to me was really enjoyable and i really liked it but it's true that it's like he's playing with the same kind of arc or a similar arc in every movie but with like different characters and different worlds and different yeah. things right Right. So it's it's kind of like uh, you know James Gunn has sort of after yeah Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy and now the Suicide Squad yeah there's kind of a type of James Gunn movie where it's like misfits coming together bonding mm-hmm. they all have daddy issues as well yeah what and, other James uh, <laughs> Gunn movie there's um super like outside of the the franchise stuff there's super there's um. Not clown. There was one like oh, uh, Slither. Slither. There you go. Yeah. Slither. So that it, Slither. Yeah. Did you see on um, Brightburn by any chance? No, I didn't. No. I didn't. I didn't get no. to the whole thing yet, but it's probably it's like the subject matter is, feels like something like Slither, like something James Gunn would have done a long time ago. Yeah. And very, and it's not like low budget, but you can tell it's not like super high, and it's yeah, probably it's like... one of the better horror movies I've seen. Like straightforward yeah. horror, not like campy self-aware horror. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, what if Superman was like a villain? Is that the yeah? Uh, that's, like, uh, that's basically the sinister, premise. Yeah. fucked up, fucked up kid. Yeah. And- <laughs> but super. But super, and he has laser eyes, and he wears a 
a mask that kind of looks like one of the aliens from Doctor Who. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but it's the thing is, I remember seeing the trailer and it kind of freaked me out. And then when it came out, I never got around to seeing it. Um, I don't know when did it come out. Actually, it's it's uh, it was like 2019, which is uh, around like it chapter two, I guess. Yeah. Because I saw it chapter two, but I didn't see Brightburn. But I don't think they came out at the same time of year. But it's just like I had loved it part one. I was like, I'm going to watch part two. But um, yeah, I should definitely check out that Brightburn movie because that isn't like his, aren't his cousins directing the movie or, um, or they wrote the movie or something or it's like Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn. I don't know if they're, they're his brothers or his cousins or like his siblings, <laughs> and, or, you know, his family members anyway but uh i mean yeah there there's the premise is really cool yeah yeah it's pretty good but like they're they're both like james gunn and tech oit are both like doing big franchise stuff they have like consistent themes throughout their movies and that's that just tends to be what film like i guess like filmmakers do but taika waititi is somebody especially that like especially after what we do in the shadows i would like to see like more of an expansion of what he's doing. Even Martin Scorsese, like if you look at his biggest movies, it's like the the entire theme tends to be about what happens when it's like somebody who is living like either an ideal life or an exciting life or something. Like what happens when that gets old? Yeah. Like Irishman, that's that was basically the whole plot. Wolf of Wall Street, it was like showing you boobs and money until it got old um <laughs> uh goodfellas that was another one <laughs> or it's like boobs and money until you get caught <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> until you get caught that's what we're doing. yeah <laughs> but yeah i think yeah i mean goodfellas as well is sort of like uh what happens until like you're so far in it that you can't get out yeah and then uh it's not necessarily i mean joe pesci's character and and goodfellas is, is pretty violent and you're like oh like this is your co-worker <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like i'm funny to you do you think i'm funny to you i'm a clown and yeah. like i'm just i'm just busting your balls uh but then it's it's uh yeah i don't know it, it's i was thinking about taika waititi but like i would like him to i would like to see a kind of ah dude I just I just pitched the Star Wars movie in my head, but I know he's doing the next Star Wars movie. But it's, yeah. I want to see him do something in space. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he already did something in space, I guess. Like Thor, Ragnarok is in space technically. Yeah, I wonder what his Akira movie would have been like, because um, like anime. It, it's a weird. It's a weird like, yeah. clashing of styles because Akira by no measure is a comedy yeah and it's very serious and morose and dark and dank and yeah and came out around kind of like the same time as know. blade runner right that was just kind yeah of the trend at that time like has some cronenberg yeah. has some cronenberg wo- woven in you know with <laughs> just like with akira who kind of grows into this kind of blob at some point in the movie it's uh thing is i was excited by the the the, by the news about uh, Taika Waititi directing Akira back in the day, although now it's the the project's dead. Yeah. But uh, but now that I think of it, like 
how would an Akira, you know, Thor Ragnarok meets Akira would look like? It, yeah. It's uh, there would be a lot more jokes. It would probably be a totally different story or a totally different movie for sure. Yeah. Than the the animated movie, which was very serious. Who are the other like uh, filmmakers involved? Are like there was uh, Taika Waititi and Jordan Peele were like are like the only two I can think of. But this project has been going around like so long. Like I I don't know because like anime, even though it's like huge, but like even when it was like niche, it tends to be the one thing that every filmmaker tends to go back to as like an inspiration. Like yeah. just looking at the Matrix Resurrections trailer that came out, it's like everybody, uh, it's like bringing back that style or even just freaking malignant. Yeah, that whole like, you, like James Wan's style is just like basically dripping with anime sometimes. <laughs> but like, well, yeah, I, I, yeah, what do you say? For sure. No, it's just like anime has a tendency to like whenever you watch a horror anime, yeah, there's going to be some action and some blood and some just like gore and some character was just like slicing through people yeah. over and over again and like yeah that that's very anime just like mixing all those styles uh, like yeah i don't know like anime is a very specific beast that i feel like directors and in, in the west if i can use that that term i guess <laughs> like like uh it's very hard to translate that for i guess western audiences in a western style like i think you kind of buy into anime as it is because you know what it is like as an anime fan you know yeah. what you're getting into right but like yeah. if you're totally you know ignorant about anime and you see like akira and it doesn't resonate with you then like if they do an american version mm -hmm chances are they they won't like it either you know yeah <laughs> it's just like yeah i don't know oh dude I christopher feel like, nolan uh, and justin lynn were in the running for this too really akira. yeah wow things like akira is like one of those anime movies that like inspired a whole generation of filmmakers is because i think it was the first anime to really break into the west yeah in the 80s and people fucking were amazed by it and yeah. that's where, I mean, if you mix it with cyberpunk, you get a little bit of Matrix. If you mix it with, uh, I don't know, like other futuristic, like Blade Runner. I mean, Blade Runner has some cyberpunk in it. Yeah. Uh, but but it's, it's, uh, it's just like this whole dark, you know, futuristic Japan with superhuman kids who get old who look old but are still kids yeah. uh, have like psychic powers yeah. and uh can become gods essentially yeah <laughs> it's, it's very it's very matrixy it's very matrixy but for sure yeah. for sure my dog, the dog we must save the dog oh, oh he's right there okay cool um, he's safe all right but um yeah, the dog is safe. <laughs> and I just realized I'm like, did I bring him in? But yeah, it's, no, because um, yeah, it, it's like, well, the thing is, like, I remember in the 2000s, like, there was always news about like live action adaptation happening for something at some point. But yeah. I think live action is losing its luster a little bit as like the main event, like the the whole idea of having 
like an anime adaptation, like a live action adaptation in the West was saying that like this anime is now, or this piece of like IP, like even with comic books is now, it's now mainstream. It's now official. It's now mm-hmm. quote unquote, like a real thing by doing that. But it's kind of like, like even like, like when a uh, Pokemon detective Pikachu came out, it, was the first live action Pokemon adaptation, but it wasn't really like made into as big a deal as it would have been maybe like in the early 2000s, because, you know, the the main event for Pokemon was still the video games, Pokemon Go, selling the trading cards and the live action adaptation just felt like it was a part of that, you know? So it's like, and even with like go if you look at something like Ghost in the Shell, it's coming back to IMAX like soon, but the cart it's the animated version that's being put into IMAX. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, in that sense, I'm not really, you know, sitting on the edge of my seat looking for the next live ad- live action adaptation of something, the next live action avatar, the next live action yeah. Akira What's or strange- live action something, just because yeah. it's like, you know people are looking back at the original source as good enough now. Yeah. So honestly, I don't think that any anime fan is really looking forward to like live action adaptations. I feel like it's, it's just like, if you're a fan of Naruto, Akira, whatever, like you're fine with those animated versions. Like those are the things that you fell in love with and that you like. I feel like it's only like, I guess like, you know, producers and studio executives were like, well, let's make money off of this. Let's make an American version so that more people can like it. And then it turns out that each one of those movies or, you know, 99% of those movies suck. Yeah. And, and, uh, and then they don't please the fans, the original fans, and they don't find any new fans either. So what's the point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. Brutal takedown. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just had a thought I lost, but yeah, like uh, about um... sorry. <laughs> no, sorry, no, I, 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 no, I, I no, 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 it was in you. It was in you. It was, uh, I got a text, and then I was like, ah, I was like, ah, uh. but that's I, no, that's the thing about like, um, I guess when they make like, yeah, live action adaptations, it's like, um, old forms of media are kind of losing. I'm not gonna say it's like luster a little bit, but yeah, it's like the idea of what makes something the main event is mm-hmm. tricky. Like um, even, even down to, okay, veering off anime for a little bit, even like with Seinfeld coming to Netflix, like mm-hmm. I, I was never, like I was around, but I was a baby when Seinfeld was considered like the main event, the one show that like brought everybody together. That was like the top in the nation and stuff. But like in our generation, we've, we've never really had one show that brought everybody together, one movie that brought everybody together, you know? It was more yeah, like, really. like the, the way people interacted about movies was more about, or like media was more about like, you know, let me introduce something to you. Let me introduce something to you. Have you seen this? Have you seen this? And as that conversation expanded out to like, you know, books or even like trading card games, video games, this, that, this, that, it's kind of like, you know, and I mean, it's sad to say for movies, but like everything is part of like an ecosystem now, like everything, every piece of media that comes out 
comes out as a franchise, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I wonder if, you know, what's weird about, oh yeah, and the, like, and that makes me think of like the Avatar um, adaptations coming out, like the Paramount Plus Nickelodeon Avatar Studios uh, animated stuff and the live action adaptation that's still at Netflix. I'm kind of wondering which one, you know, they can coexist, but I wonder which one is going to be going to become like the main Avatar canon or timeline or thing in people's minds from that. And part of me kind of like holds out for Netflix because I still think it would be cool to watch like a live action Avatar done right. But at the same time, like, like I want to see how Cowboy Bebop comes out first. Like, yeah, I, I've been there, there. There are like mixed fan reactions to like the images and the hype going around it and the fact that they released a comic book for it. I don't know. Like it's at the end of the day, it's like it's going to be whoever has the most heart and authenticity put into it no yeah Yeah. i think like these adaptations only work when they make it their own it's like and try not to you know it's like you take the original premise of an anime or some property and just make it something its own thing like just different because like you can't translate work like frame per frame cowboy bebop as a live action movie or TV series on Netflix, like a live act, like made by American uh, studios. Right. So it's it's uh, it's sort of like, um, yeah. I mean, in general, it's just that. I mean, you can't just like copy, paste whatever came outside and then think that's going to be a success. I mean, there there are a lot of. I mean, the, the U.S. TV industry has a long history of doing that. Like, they'll take a series that worked really well abroad. And then they'll try to make an American version of that. And except for maybe The Office, that I think is the only success that I can think of. Yeah. Only US success, because like it used to be a British TV show and then they turned into a US TV show. And they were lucky to have Steve Carell and John Krasinski and all those uh, actors there. Uh, But like, I don't know. Like, there are a lot of adaptations that really didn't fly. Because yeah. they just couldn't capture that magic, right? So it's yeah. it's uh, I'm whenever they try to adapt something that worked somewhere else or was in a different medium or whatever, I'm always worried about that because yeah. I feel like they're they're gonna butcher it or they're gonna try to copy it too much that it just feels stale. Yeah. And and um, yeah, I mean, but that's a gamble. That's a gamble that they're that they're making. So. Yeah. And going back to that actually goes back perfectly to what we do in the shadows, just because, like, yeah, no, because with what we do in the shadows, the premise is so simple but over the top at the same time that, like, it can easily get translated to like different mediums or different countries. Yeah. It's like it's easy to like take that concept and it's just heightened enough that like different people can have a version of that. And I guess, like, the one thing I look up to about Taika Waititi is that. You know, it's like he was able to kind of bring that kind of humor and that kind of ecosystem to New Zealand or show the world this is what something that like New Zealand can come up with. Like Hawaii is another, you know, Polynesian island set archipelago, like uh, New Zealand <laughs> archipelago, archipelago. <laughs> like um, New Zealand is, but you know, the stuff that tends to um, come out from Hawaii, maybe I got to go to HIF so I can expand my head. 
about it, but mm-hmm. it tends to be very like Hawaii focused. It's about Hawaii. And, you know, a Maori guy from New Zealand was able to make a quirky IFC ish movie and put it to the world and say, this is New Zealand. And he was able to do that without making New Zealand the center yeah. point. And that's something I mean, I've always yeah. dreamed of for Hawaii. Like, what if Hawaii could come up with something that has nothing to do with Hawaii, but can be easily translated to other stuff and can like open up the stuff we can do and provide for the world media wise. Oh, for sure. No, yeah. for sure. I mean, like what we do in the shadows, like Taika Waititi's character even like is German. Uh, so it, like it's you, about every vampires. Time, every time Taika plays living somebody, in New Zealand. Yeah, like, <laughs> every time Taika plays somebody, I don't know what he's supposed to be. So it's German. Because it's like. But I think it's, it's it, I think his mom's German or has some German roots, I think. Oh, uh, okay. I think that's where he comes from. But. Because uh, like every time he it, plays a character, it's kind of Maori at the same time. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, but sort of like things that sort of like uh, he did really cool movies and they just happened to be in New Zealand. Yeah. You know, it's it's I, I think like depending on the movie you're talking about, like it does talk about certain social issues or certain things, but they're so universal in a way Yeah, that you don't feel like it's about New Zealand specifically. It just happens to be in New Zealand. It's just like, a that's, quirky that's weirdo thing. Yeah, that got popular. And like, if if there's one thing I would love to see more of, I want to see every subculture, culture, country, state, whatever, come out with their own quirky what the fuck thing. Like they're lo- like, I want to see what quirky humor looks like from different lenses, you know? Because it's just I I, yep. I don't know. The Napoleon Dynamite guys did it, and they went on to direct a movie about a Mexican played by Jack Black. I don't know how that fits, but there you go. <laughs> Not to be there. Jack Black's accent is pretty, <laughs> uh, pretty interesting. Uh, <laughs> Not to be yeah. I think I think his his smile was more of an affront uh, than anything else. Just like the way he smiles. Science. <laughs> doesn't even like it doesn't really show his teeth he's like yeah but um <laughs> i believe in science and it's like no like i can't remember what his friend is uh what, what his friend's name is but uh steven steven it's like no steve it's just the most nonchalant fucking name just steven no steven you have to believe in great good speaking of cycles too like i'm i'm uh did you see free guy yet no i haven't seen three guy free guy with uh the ryan of the reynolds <laughs> uh i was confused ryan reynolds and ryan gosling for some reason like not their like i know which movies they're in but sometimes i always want to say ryan gosling when i want to say ryan reynolds i have a feeling they were in the running for the same like jobs a lot Aren't they both Canadian? Are they? I feel like they're both Canadian. I know that Ryan Gosling is. uh, No, I mean, Ryan, fuck. Ryan Reynolds is Canadian. (laughs) Where did Ryan Gosling go? He was like the thing for like a long time. Where did he go? Ryan Gosling. Yeah, he's Canadian. Good job. (laughs) Uh, All these uh, sexy Ryans from Canada. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) have their own telecom companies i oh, know that's only uh reynolds but uh 
uh, like Ryan Reynolds does a lot of shit, right? I mean, like he, he's got Mint Mobile, he's got Aviation Gin, although I think he sold it or something. Everybody has a, an alcohol now, like Bruno Mars, yeah. Celery, uh, The Rock has, what was it? Terramana. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, <laughs> sounds very muscular. But Terramana <laughs> <laughs> <Andromeda> tequila. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, <laughs> fuck the system coffee <laughs> it's like do you bench bro tequila like that's the, that's the, name of the tequila, you should have just but... you should have just did that and just been out front with like what he's trying to do <laughs> get you pumped then you have like the breaking bad guys who have their own tequila uh they do oh yeah dos hermanos or... dos hermanos yeah uh everyone's trying to sell booze it's crazy yeah we should do that it should be the what we binge booze what we booze what we booze and people are gonna binge drink and then like blame us nah oh yeah if we're still doing rumble in the cage um there's a brewery down the street called hanukkah and they say they sell a a cage off beer like the cover of the beer the cover of the beer is like face off but i think it's just like two people the guys know (laughs) (laughs) so there's a nicholas cage beer out there so you have to peel off the label and that's where the other face is or Nah, it's literally okay. just the poster, but with two random guys. Okay. Maybe they're the owners. I don't, <laughs> I don't know who they are. But yeah. I thought it was going to be a bit more elaborate. I don't, no, I don't not know really. <laughs> just like it's face just... off. Oh, take off the label. Nicholas Cage uh... booze. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Cage booze. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like when you drink it, you just hear him yelling like, oh, the bees, the bees. And <laughs> oh, man, I got to get through Willie's Wonderland. I, I turned it on, but I'm like, uh, I, I meant for it to be a late night movie. And then I fell asleep because it was late night. So is that on Hulu? It's on Hulu. Any yeah. chance it's on Hulu. Okay. Because yeah. like there's a new movie, like, like a new Nick Cage movie that came out. It's called Pig. I think it's on demand on like that's Prime. The, yeah, I think that's like theaters and on demand only. Right. But, yeah. yeah, it's like another another Cage movie. <laughs> I know. The thing is, like Nicolas Cage is such a fascinating subject. Is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's so weird yet professional yet unprofessional. I don't know. It's 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 a weird mashup. I still want uh, to see him as Superman. I'm not over it like i wanna like do you see the picture of him as superman like when they did screen tests like he has a long mane like a lion (laughs) they should just have like a fucked up justice league movie with all like the people that were rejected from like other dc movies and it should be made by kevin smith (laughs) since he was rejected it should be nicholas cage as superman marlon waynes as robin (laughs) josh brolin as batman because i think he was supposed to be batman at one point What about the Adrian Palicki Wonder Woman? Yes. Like that was that was a short-lived Wonder Woman TV show. Oh dude, uh, I want this movie. <laughs> uh but like Adrian Palicki is a pretty good is is good. Like in, in the she'll things the I've anch- seen. She'll be the anchor of the movie while everybody else is going crazy. <laughs> I never saw the Wonder Woman TV show that she did because I think it never aired. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was like uh she she wasn't all the uh, a lot of like a few what was it like G.I. Joe movies? And uh, she was in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah. For like a, a season or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like, and she she was one of the assassins in John Wick who uh, does not respect the rules at the Continental. John Wick Assassin Hotel. 
<laughs> and uh, you know she gets she gets her comeuppance, as they say. But because uh, you broke the rules, madam, and then she gets shot in the face. But it's it's uh, yeah, John Wick is a family movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like what we do in the shadows short film movie tv show multi-season tv show and the tv show is pretty good like it's different from the movie it's it's more american in a way because it's in staten island yeah but it translates nicely it translates nicely yeah yeah i think guillermo was the nice i like how they made the uh, familiar more of a character because in the movie the familiar was sort of like there yeah and uh but they kept she that, did things but they, not really they kept that sense of the familiar kind of like begging to become a vampire though but that, that mm-hmm. part always like i get that me, yeah but, like <laughs> made me laugh too was that like they basically go crazy about whoever they feel like biting and turning into vampires but they're familiars they're always like no <laughs> yeah it's like they're but everybody they're always <laughs> yeah like they everyone else like, like gets these vampires hot it's like yeah yeah like we have to make this guy into a vampire, this girl into a vampire. But then yeah. whenever it comes to the familiars who actually want to become vampires, like they don't give a shit. It's like, like no, just we need people to go out in the day. Just like familiars. <laughs> if there are any familiars out there, like play hard to get, guys. Like that's how you get the vampires. Uh, that's a good one. That's, a, that's, that's good how one. you get the vampires, man. Because like man. Guillermo, he's too invested. He's too invested, just like in the kissing booth. But uh, <laughs> anyway. Bringing it back, and uh, this is the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, we uh, where can you guys listen to us? It's uh, no, no, a lot of Wicker, the Wicker, Breaker, no. Breaker, Breaker, <laughs> the Wicker Man uh, from Spotify. Podcast One, Podcast One. That's when we forgot. Podcast One. Wow. That's still around. I don't know. I don't okay. know. So it's like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the mainstream pod- podcasting platforms, and some non-mainstream ones. And probably some that are pirated. I don't know. I don't know why people pirate podcasts when they're all for free. But, um, <laughs> you know, that's a mystery. And you can find us on Instagram at What We Binge and on Facebook as well, What We Binge Facebook page. Uh, you guys uh, give us a like, five stars only, thumbs up only. If not, forget about it. And uh, <laughs> have a nice day. Have a nice week. See you next week. Peace. On Taika Month. Bye. <laughs>